All right. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. We've, we've got <laughs> a swap cast. We got Ooh. a repeat offender here. I'm very oh, excited yeah. about this one. We got I told you I'm, I'm encourageable, man. I'm encourageable. <laughs> random Randy from the Red Thread podcast back again with Upstate Unconventional. And we got a yeah. new member here. This first time Randy and Rosie have ever talked. That's so. right. Yeah, it's I'm exciting. stoked. I'm so Me stoked, too. man. I, you know, I, I love what you guys are doing out there in the interwebs. Um, I'm, man, just so stoked to be a part of of what is becoming quickly becoming a family amongst a, a lot of us. Uh, you know, even in between discussions that we have, I still feel there's a very, a very real connection between you know myself and and many others that I've interacted with. Most likely, all of the mm-hmm. others I've interacted with. Every conversation I've had with every single wonderful person over the last year and a half has just drastically changed my, my projection, my, my direction, my trajectory even. Uh, but so I'm stoked. I'm stoked to be here. <laughs> and, uh, and we were just man. talking about this yesterday too, like, or, or a couple of days ago, like the fact that we all met up at this moment in time, I would say it was right around, like I started this show in June of 2021 and then like by like September of 2021 is when the floodgates open and I just start interacting with everyone. And it's like, I've known all you guys my whole life and we've only known each other less than two years, but it's yeah, like, it's, how did we make these connections? It's just, it's, it's wild. And it seemed like, like just chance at first. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. um, it was like grasping at straws in the beginning. Like, like, what am I reaching for? I don't know, but listen, I'm drowning. I got to reach for something, some straw to, to give me some air, you know, so that I can breathe. And that's what all of these connections that we've had over the last couple of years have been that, that breath that was just so necessary in the moment, you know, and continues to be necessary. And there are times when I get down on myself or a little bit heavy and I'm like, Oh, why am I doing the things I'm doing? And Fortunately, I've had enough experiences, just profound, mind-blowing, life-changing experiences, even of a subtle nature in the last two years that, uh, shoot, even a month out the gate, it was enough to keep me going. It was enough Mm -hmm. to push me forward. And it was so necessary. And, you know, kind of like we were talking about just before we started, um, it's absolutely a shame that so much beauty has to happen on the back of something relatively ugly or or relatively scary uh fear-based hate-based you know and in that sense i'm talking about the outside world as we see it through media right Mm -hmm. um i don't know anymore that any of that is legitimate or real to be honest with you and um that's cool but you know at first it was it was like a black pill what people call black pill for a lot of us like for me, for a lot of years, I was like, well, all right, I know these families run everything. I know these companies are evil, you know, satanic Nazis and all this. Like, I know all of these things. What do I do with this? I just sit on it and stew fear, you know, for years and years and years and smoke dope and drink and run away from it because what else can you do? You don't you don't have the toolkit to deal with this stuff. Right. Um yeah, it's and, nihilism. You just become so nihilistic. Like this is, I can't change anything. So let's just survive. And that's, that's where like the prepper mindset comes in. Like just fend for yourself. It, it's a scarcity mindset, Yeah, you know, and it, just for us alone, like the abundance is there. Like you just have to be willing to reach out and 
know that you deserve it. You know, it's one of those things where we hold ourselves back with all these limiting beliefs and, oh, I don't deserve that. I don't, I can't, we're right, just stuck right. in the, this the dogma, thing. the dogma mm-hmm. that we're all, we're all just ushered into. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand so many reasons why the terminology is the way it is when you go to a church or something. And it's generally speaking, it's going to be in the Catholic church where you have ushers. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've been to other Christian based churches. There are no ushers. You find your own seat because that's mm-hmm. the way it should be. You should find your own seat in the congregation. That makes a lot of sense. Now you go to a Catholic church and you are ushered into place. You're mm-hmm. ushered into place and fed a form, right? Mm-hmm. A form of understanding. Um, I used to be very heavily at odds with the form of understanding being pushed by these societies, the Jesuits, etc. But after growing through that, right? After stepping through that shadow, uh, kind of like the tool song states, right? You got to come out the other side of it. Now, uh, ignorance is at the very bottom and it is bliss, right? When you're young and you're ignorant and you're just finding your way, everything is beautiful. Everything is wonderful. Then you step from ignorance to possibility. And for the first time, and you're bombarded with all of these really dark possibilities. And that's procedural for this world mm-hmm. right it, it, it is it's what like my first experiences at a church or around any form of religion were mildly frightening right Same uncomfortable here. to say the yes. least definitely mm-hmm. uncomfortable um you're sitting on a hardwood slab for two and a half hours mm-hmm. you know what i mean like and then you're, you're having to kneel and get up and and stand up and uh involve yourself with a hymn that has no heart Right. <laughs> uh, and, and so like you're thrown into this baseline ritual that um, that frames everything else after that within a very small box. Right. And talk about and, the guilt that's instilled inside yes. you from this religion. And, and that's what makes the box school. so yeah. small. Yeah, that's yes. what makes the box so small is yeah. that guilt that is installed. Um, yeah. Remember, you are here to suffer. Right. right. That's right. that's the thing. And that's that scarcity mindset. The, yes. The doctrine of suffering. Right. And and this is something that has been installed and has been happening since at, at a minimum like the 1700s. Right. You would have groups of small children on a Sunday playing in a park and suddenly Mother Mary would show herself to these children mm-hmm. and install this sense of suffering. Now, interestingly enough, and this is part of like the old world study, you have a situation where. Uh, rogue airships are being, being spotted all around the mm-hmm. world, right? So, right around the same time, these, you know, visions of Mother Mary and these other saints are coming to these children, and it's always the children. It's always the children, and maybe one adult from like the society, the Jesuit society, or a nun from the Catholic Church is there to witness this and document it, right? So that's this is the form that's laid out back in like the 17 and 1800s, and so they give these kids this experience. Of seeing Mother Mary and what does Mother Mary install in these kids? But a doctrine of suffering. She tells mm-hmm. these children, "You're there to suffer. Suffer ye, the little children." Right? Mm-hmm. And all of this, I, I would call it garbage if it wasn't for the fact that it's there to be stepped through, right? Not right. in. You're you're not supposed to step in the shit. You're supposed to step over it, right? Right. But you right. notice the shit. You notice the shit. That's the first step. You notice the shit. <laughs> you step over it. You don't step through it. You don't step in it. Uh, Oh, I mean, you can step through it, but then you just wipe your shoe off, right? I mean, and you pr- proceed. So, so however we like to do it, if we like to step over the shit, 
Uh, we can do that. But most of us are under the assumption the only way is to step immediately into the shit and then back out of the shit. So that's what we do. That's what we do mm -hmm. with our lives, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's about as clear as as that situation comes. So I used to have a lot of, a lot of angst, a lot of angst mm -hmm. towards that structure of religion. And that led to me calling myself an atheist for a period of time and uh, refusing the idea of anything beyond myself, right? And then right around that time in the 90s, we have The Matrix coming out. So that puts a deeper spin on that box, makes the box mm -hmm. even smaller. Wait a minute. What if, what if this isn't real? And then that like doom feeling sets in, which is a misnomer, that doom feeling of understanding this isn't real. It should be the opposite, but we haven't learned any better at that point. We haven't learned any better that, wait a minute, if it's not real, uh, I can have power, right? Because then I'm yeah. not real. And then holy crap, everything is tangible or, or pliable. When you, right. when you step, you know, when you step over the shit, you see that, but when you're standing in the shit, you don't see how pliable unreality is. Right. right? Isn't it interesting with the, like the matrix, like the Truman show came around right around that time. Um, mm -hmm. There's a couple other ones too. And it's like, what is moving this along? Like what is moving this narrative along of awakening? And I think that kind of ties into like the AI, like why did the matrix come out when it came out along with the Truman show and and along know, with like, supercomputers, uh, the knowledge yeah. of supercomputers. I mean, we had right buildings the the running century. themselves at the, in the 90s. Um, that was a big fear factor in the late nine or mid to late 90s. And, and I remember reading novels about situations like there's a, a movie in a novel called The 13th Floor, right, mm -hmm. where this supercomputer has control over this building mm -hmm. and people wind up trapped in this building due to the supercomputer deciding that. They're not worthy to exist anywhere but within it and for it, <laughs> right? So right. It's, it's kind of a weird thing that that this world very much is similar to this this novel. And honestly, and every other story you've ever read or heard of, there is a key in that story to what this world is. So I look at it very much like a. it's not an either or. Nothing about this world is an either or. It is an and then. Mm -hmm. And this is why the joke in dude, where's my car? And then, yeah. right. <laughs> and, and, and so, I mean, everything, even something as silly as that movie comes in and guess what they have in that movie too. They have the rocket ship pizza place, right? Mm -hmm. um, space time continue. I mean, the yeah. space so time is continuing. Yes. The tall Nordics, right? <laughs> so everything is being set up to lead us to where we are now. And you can look at that one of two ways and what's come to be known as the 3D mindset. You look at that and you go fear, 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 uh, anger, 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 um, and then cycle back through that, right? Let's yeah. do that again. Let's do the fear. Let's do the anger again and again and again. And that is what the media monster is. That's mm -hmm. what media magic is. It is a cyclical loop. This is why the secret societies fashion themselves as Ouroboros, right? Um, because they understand they are looping. They understand mm -hmm. that they are selling a certain cycle. And their job is to sell that cycle the best of their ability. And um, I used to think that that was evil, that that was like ultimate evil. I used to buy into absolutely everything the media told me uh, about adrenochrome, about child trafficking, about all of these different things, right? Now, 
don't get me wrong. While I am sure there is a form of energy harvesting happening here, I don't believe that it is the way that they describe it to us physically. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, there's a reason that we're not allowed to see the ether. We're not allowed to mm -hmm. know about it because that is the medium with which they're using to harvest our energy. So mm -hmm. you cannot know about that because guess what? Once you do know about it, you have denied the permission for your energy to be harvested right, you're not in any shape to it. Yep. Yeah. In any shape. Once you realize that that's there and you're like, and you're, you're comfortable with expressing into the ether, certain thoughts and emotions and receiving from the ether, certain thoughts and emotions. Um, you start to realize that, wait a minute, holy crap, demons are nothing more than our background programs. And if you look at computer terminology, you see the term daemon, right? Which is exactly how demon used to be spelled. It's how it was related to. It is a background program that is keeping you in a cyclical loop. So yes, these demonic societies honor the Ouroboros, right? Yes, these demonic societies honor the all-seeing eye and squaring of the circle and all of these other very real and very relevant ideas, right? And they frame them. Of course, they frame them because we live in a box. So they frame it in the, the personage of, of evil, of darkness, because guess what? The underlying thing that they don't tell any people about that you got to be up there, you know, on is not the worship of Lucifer per se, right? It's understanding that Lucifer has a job to do here, that we all have a job to do here. Mm -hmm. We all have a part to play in this massive, incredible machine of belief that we are all a part of. And, you know, this is like a, a mindset that I was at odds with, completely at odds with just a year ago, just a year ago. It kept me away from so many beautiful things, divination, right. meditation, deep, thoughtful, thoughtless meditation. I was mm -hmm. kept away from this by this frame of fear. And that's, that's what the gatekeepers are there for. Right. That's, that's what they're there for. And listen, if you think that they live in that state when they're not on film, if you think that they live in that personality, when they're hanging out at home with their loved ones, uh, or when they're not at the Grammys doing a satanic ritual for all of those other people stuck in that frame still that need it, right? Because their consciousness hasn't risen yet to the point where they can handle love. They don't know what love is because they're stuck in fear. They're stuck in anger, stuck in, uh, uh, you know, apathy even, right? Apathy is mm -hmm. a good one. Melancholy is like probably one of my most familiar emotional states, um, yeah. Since I'm no longer in fear all the time that the lowest I drop down to now is like a melancholic state. Mm -hmm. And um, then I'm like, oh, is that why they call what babies get colic? Mm. They're not they're not sad. They're not upset. They just don't know what the fuck to do with themselves because they're a baby <laughs> and they, they can't manipulate the world yet. And that's exactly how I feel at times. I feel yeah. like a baby flailing, <laughs> you know, and and at first it's unnerving. It's really unnerving once you get out of the fear and you're like, well, what do I do with this? Yeah. You know, right. what do I do with this energy? Um, there's a lot of titles. Uh, Rosie, you're, you're familiar with the term witch or yes. uh, and I'm sure, you know, you both are familiar with the term wizard. Right. Mm -hmm. And to be quite honest, I've leaned into wizard pretty, pretty hard, man. Same here. And, and uh, you <laughs> know, right I around October, <laughs> I don't see it as a problem anymore. I see it as my solution. And, you know, it, it goes and it ties into so many things we've been taught are dark. Like yes. Fantasia, Disney's Fantasia, right? The elder wizard 
leaves the castle to Mickey. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he leaves the castle to Mickey and he sits his magic hat down and he, and the magic hat has stars and moons. So it's the celestial sphere, right? This is where we draw our insight from. This is the Akashic record. This is the cosmos. Okay. It's the tree of life that Eve took from. I mean, it's all the same. It's thing. all of it. Yeah. It's yeah. all of this stuff that's embedded in these fear frames, you know, that were shown and you can look at your TV and you can see that as a fear frame, right? Especially if you're watching CNN or, you know, Alex Jones or, you know, any of these, quote, gatekeeping uh, outlets, right? It, it's it's a fear frame. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to what you said about, like, these bad experiences have to happen. We have been going through the last two years just a pretty horrific, like, issue involving worldly yeah very Very worldly worldly issue issue. and once we kind of like you said realize that these other people are just stuck in that loop they're not evolving like this situation we've been going through and we don't talk about it much for obvious reason but like we've grown closer we've grown more spiritual we've uh, like i know we've elevated in some way shape or form and meanwhile these people are still doing the same thing Mm -hmm. on repeat over and over again and it's yeah you get to a point where you almost feel sad for them like right you know what i mean we were in fear you know it's like oh what do we do you, you lawyer up do that blah, blah, blah. but now it's just like i feel sad for these people yeah because they're never gonna get out of that mind frame where right. it's yeah. just you know and it, it's it is a shame and a pity and you know i i don't think that we have the word the proper word in our in our skill set for that that emotion because mm-hmm. it, it it is anchored in love. It's not that I see somebody and I pity them and I'm ashamed for them. Um, no, it's that I love these people. You know, these people were me not that long ago. You know what I mean? I, I see the reflection of past versions of myself in all of these people stuck in these loops. And so, yeah, it's not even pity or shame. It's heartbreak. You know, yeah. when you when you see these people going through this, it's it's catching me right now. I'm like, man. And. At this point, though, I don't really know that there are a incredible amount of people out there that are stuck in that loop. I think that it's just becoming a projection, mm-hmm. an image, a hollow facade, because you have situations like in Australia. Um, Drew Misson had posted this on Instagram, I think, yesterday, and um, the prime minister or whatever is having a speech talking about the effectiveness of these things and blah, blah, blah. And this guy's chewing him out from the sidelines. You know what I mean? And he just Mm -hmm. continues with this script. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, these people that are there to criticize what is happening are no longer being kept at bay. They're no Mm -hmm. longer being kept behind the guardrails. They are being permitted to infiltrate essentially media uh, happenings and say these things out loud to be recorded for posterity. That's different than it was a year ago. Mm -hmm. So I see that there's less of a reflection uh, as to what society of a whole believes or understands at this point. I think a vast majority of people do understand what the situation is and was. And um, many are struggling with it. Absolutely. Um, It was a struggle for me. There was a period in time when I was like, I just go do this thing and be done with it. Be over the, the having to be afraid of of whether my job's going to let me go or, or the having to put all of these things on my head and face and all of this, like, you know, but 
that came and that passed. I, I was fortunate enough to have a dream where I was scared. I was running from somebody. They assaulted me with said thing. Right. Okay. Right. And I, so I had this dream and then I woke up from it uh, as they had done that. I woke up and I was like, and uh, it confused me uh, for a bit. It upset me because I was allowing it to get so embedded in my subconscious. But after that point, when I was able to recognize it, stared in the face and go, this is just a fear mechanism. I see what's happening here and it's yeah. working. Um, that's about the point. And this was like probably about a year ago when I was like, no, okay, I, I'm over that. I'm done with that. I'm not talking about it anymore. Um, mm -hmm. I'm just not going to give it my attention, you know, or my intention. I'm not going to intend to discuss this uh, or, or anything or go down this road because that I see people looping on it. Mm -hmm. Just like people Absolutely. loop on on EMF radiation, you get a loop going on or mm -hmm. uh, Nazis controlling the world. You get a loop on it. All of these different topics. I'm watching people get just bogged down and stuck in them. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I get it. I was stuck in old world research for like a year and a half, two years, full on two years, like in it every single day. Um, but here toward the last few months, I start looking at the symbolism. What is the underlying push for all of these changes that definitely happened in the past? There was definitely a, a huge change in the 17 and 1800s. Massive, right? Um, there are possibilities that this world definitely is a type of, you can call it a farm. You can call it a cultivation center, right? I think cultivation center is a good one. Mm -hmm. um, it has a little less of a dark overtone to it. And, and they and create culture is, too. Yes. And if you see <laughs> that they create culture mm -hmm. and they have created technology and the, they have embedded culture into us through technology, that tells me they've got the book on what we are. Mm -hmm. they, they, they've got the blueprint. How would mm -hmm. they have the blueprint unless they had a hand in creating this particular version of what we are? Right. right. And yeah. and that's what scares people. It really, really frightens people to think that another human being, whether it be a giant human being from the past or it be a tiny human being like in Men in Black that's inside that guy's head. Uh, you know, that idea of something else controlling you is is like a trigger for people. Uh, yeah. It was a trigger for me a lot. Like when I first started meditating, I would have. Thoughts and feelings of certain iconography. Like, um, I think I told you this before, like a shape of a Jack, right. Mm. And I'm coming to find out what these are. Yes. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, uh, so, so yeah, I mean, so I'm learning that that is, that is the center. All right. If we were to look at our soul, right. Mm -hmm. Or, or our, our essence, our consciousness from an external material sense, what we would see is we would see we are all just like snowflakes floating around. We are mm -hmm. all, uh, you could call it a Merkaba, right? Mm -hmm. You can call it uh, uh, any hedron. We are a hedron mm -hmm. all at the same time, though. So it's kind of weird. Like it's constantly moving and fluctuating. So to say that we're any one particular form is asinine. It's, it's ridiculous because right. we're yeah. just not. We are changing constantly. Um, even, even our body changes with our thoughts. So, so that should tell you something, you know, but so I would, I would see that uh, in my mind's eye. And I would also see uh, always the eyes of an owl, 
that was and and there's a lot of information being pushed through movies in Hollywood that when you come to see an owl what you are seeing is a great alien and that's scary right mm -hmm. like there's mm -hmm. that the fourth kind uh with Mia Jovovich right and uh she plays a therapist who has uh, people who have these alien encounters coming to her and uh you know she helps them through it and then she ends up having an experience herself and and blah 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 but so there's a lot of fear connotation on a lot of these symbols and and we have also the tartarian owl right so we see this we have moloch the owl god we have a lot of evil stuff being thrown on these very ancient symbols all over it um mm -hmm. yeah and, and it's, it's it sucks yeah. <laughs> but and it's you know, so you interesting you bring up the owl though because rosie this can kind of tie into like spirit guides and animal spirit guides we have an owl that lives in our backyard and I believe that the owls are connected somehow with the Sasquatch. And that's a whole nother rabbit hole we can get down. I don't know if they're shapeshifters or whatnot. Like right. we're going to go fringe with this, but I don't know. Just Well, it, you know, when you say fringe and, and what's interesting is that's like all in the back of what I was saying about us being a multi-form entity. Right. You know, we are, we just don't recognize it. We don't, mm -hmm. we are, that's why they give us mirrors, two dimensional renditions of ourselves so that we can see ourselves in a mirror and believe that we are this print. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and it's just it's just not true. And you stop thinking of yourself like that and start thinking of yourself as an infinite energetic being or perhaps a thread in the grand string theory or the grand orchestra of this thing that that allows you connection. So that's why they're like, no, you can't have that. Like right. you have to right. find that for yourself. That's what Kabbalah is about. That's what uh, or Kabbalah. And, and that's what. Um, you know, Hindu is about. That's what all of these different spins really have at their center is like, no, man, listen, yeah, you got a body, but you're not the body. Right. You know, exactly. you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that goes to the duality, too, because like you said, there's all this evil iconography with owls. But I mean, well, you grew up. Yeah, I grew up Greek Orthodox. And I mean, my mother was petrified of owls like that it's just so this... i had owls all over my house when he first met me like mm -hmm. and he came in he was like whoa like there's a lot of owls here <laughs> and i was like yeah um because me the way i grew up even though i was catholic i grew up in a my grandmother you know i'm just gonna say it like i grew up in a very witchy house like my grandmother practiced witchcraft and um it's that's the other thing i liked how you said before like those things looked at so negatively but it's not like it comes from never came from a place of evil it's a different type right, we're it's, talking it's home remedies home remedies right. and mm -hmm. like a kitchen witch you would think or um just being one with nature it's just being more you know um healing with the earth in, in tune like in tune with in tune. more than yes. just your physical body and, and and yeah. that whole entire set of beliefs until very recently, um, by very recently, I probably mean like the 1960s, you know, mm -hmm. when when the uh, psychedelic you know revolution sort of happened. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of people look at that psychedelic revolution. They're like, that's evil because the CIA was manufacturing the LSD. Right. And, that, and this is why I've come to understand that the underlying power structure is driving us to a certain extent. It's driving us not out of a place of fear and hatred. If it was fear, hatred, destruction, listen, we'd all be fucking dead or entombed right. in a giant prison that's no beauty. There would be no yeah. beauty, okay? Like, trust me, there would be no beauty in this world if indeed it actually was a punishment. 
right. or or if indeed we were supposed to suffer like forever, right? Um, a purgatory of sorts. Well, uh, I, let me back up. This place is, in a manner of speaking, a purgatory. What that means is it's a place where we purge. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, and it's all alchemy. Purge. Yes. Yes. And, and that's that's what this is. It's it's a cauldron. Right. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's a pressure cooker. It's a purgatory. We purge these things that are installed at a very young age through the course of our life. That's why if you meet somebody that makes it to the age of 60 or 80 and they're not a raging addict or gambler or any of these other lifestyles, you will see a sense of divine peace in their eyes mm-hmm. because they have released enough of their past enough of their baggage maybe enough of their genetic baggage that comes handed to us yeah um i personally believe that in a past life or a different version of myself or something i was killed by getting shot in the head i've had the dream several times mm-hmm. and and um and then i also have this mole right here Mm-hmm. And this is exactly where I was hitting the dream. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's kind of strange, right? But yes, nonetheless, I, I'm beginning to learn to pay attention to my dreams. This tells me something deeply embedded within me. And, and I think that's where a lot of our genetic memory kind of comes forth is, is in our dreams when our body is asleep and we're, we're left alone in the ether within us to kind of go through this stuff. But, um, but yeah, so owls, of course, very scary, right? Very scary birds, uh, Moloch, boo, ooh, you know, all that. So, so you got all that going on, right? Mm-hmm. And it's pushed into the limelight. Like anything that is pushed out there is either for you or it's not for you. Once you get to a point, you understand uh, symbolism is the language we operate on mm-hmm. at a different level, different level than our thoughts being in English. I'm talking like like this stuff is magic. It's truly magic, right? And recently I started uh, looking into what is magic. And a vast majority of the places I look speak of magic as though it is a practice only, okay? It's mm-hmm. not a result. It's a practice. It is what you do to obtain freedom in a sense, Right. Freedom. It's very freeing, uh, which is why the Catholic Church, you know, uh, just destroyed all magic and paganism and all of these things. It was it was not physical freedom. This was emotional. This was spiritual. This was a powerful sense of freedom. Mm-hmm. And, and so they had to do away with it. And what better way uh, than to with media, of course, demonize every single thing that had ever been useful and beautiful for us in the past. Like owls, for example, and like witchcraft, for example, Um, I'm sure there are folks out there that, you know, see some of your posts or hear some of the things that you say, Rosie, and they're just like, no, she's a witch. Don't don't listen to anything she says. Right. 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 And um, and uh, I mean, I get it. I it was my second podcast. I had uh, I had uh, oh, gosh, I'm drawing a blank now. Oh. I'll have to remember later, but I had someone on and we were kind of going into the Akashic record. She blew my mind with a couple of readings that she had had and, and uh, they were relevant to me in a weird sort of sense. And I was just beginning. So it scared the shit out of me. It scared the shit out of me. I cut it short, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and, and people could hear and sense that in my voice, in what was going on, they could sense like the awe and the strange vibe that, that happened in that moment. Yeah. And I've, I've had emails sent to me about it. Like, like, Oh, Oh, Nevier, 
Nevier Alora is her name. <clears throat> okay. And um, she has a podcast called The Wandering Witch. And I was just really interested in the Akashic Record and Tarot. I always have just been drawn to this. I started seeing things having to do with tarot, like the wheel of life and recognizing that Jack figure that I'm seeing in my mind's eye all of the time. Mm. And um, that's also what brought me to like toroidal vibrational physics is the owl eyes are essentially when we look within, we're seeing our own vortex. We're seeing our mm -hmm. own energy. And when you can get that energy flowing, it creates a pattern in your mind's eye that is the eyes of an owl. Yeah. And in the center, you have the the zero point or the unity point that looks like the beak of an owl mm -hmm. in your mind's eye. So this is what you're seeing. And you're seeing all of the rays coming off of the eye of the owl. And, and so in, it's interesting if anybody out there has ever seen some form of a design in their closed eye meditative state, I, I just strongly urge you to lean into that, like to, mm -hmm. to lean into that, um, to let your energy flow around that vortex and see where it takes you. Cause you know, it's brought me so effing far, dude, so far, just, just being able to let go. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that's a huge step for like recovery too. I was, I was once an addict. I don't believe that I am anymore. My mindset and, and sensibilities have changed. So I don't mm -hmm. think that that any longer plagues me and I'm super blessed and fortunate for that. And it was through this energy work, this communication, um, and and all energy work is communication. You're communicating with different levels of yourself, different angels, right? Mm -hmm. I used to be real hesitant about talking about angels and and spirit guides, super hesitant about it. I was so hung up on what the name of whichever entity might be, mm -hmm. right? So hung up on it because I felt like I if I had if I knew the name, then if they if I don't agree with them, then I can cast them away. Right. Like, like, so that's a lot of that fear programming. Have yeah. you guys well, had any of those experiences? Oh yeah. And yeah. <laughs> just to even take it a step back, like I was hesitant to talk about rocks and crystals. You know what I mean? Like when I start, cause a lot of people make fun of it, dude. A lot, a lot of people. people make fun of it. And I was one of those people that was like, this is just devil worship. This is stupid. Blah, blah, blah. She was into it always. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So oh, I was yeah, always dude. into meditation for since I, I got heavily into meditation in 2014. Um, and I met you in 2016. 2016. Yeah. And like, you know, I always had the crystals and I always worked with things like that. And um, when I met him, <laughs> he didn't tell me at first, I am not into this stuff because, you know, I was in the Hebrew roots movement mindset. I had no idea. It's like, this is well, that's, we, that's a different path, yeah. but it's still it still is a parallel, really. Um, yeah. You mm -hmm. start to realize what it is and, and you know, you push all your other uh, preconceived notions out, out of the way. And and yeah, so it's it's interesting that we're all from a different parallel line that has yeah. brought us together in this moment. So it just goes to show you separation is completely illusory. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's just funny. So then all of a sudden he I just, I just took that leap. You know what I mean? Was it weird. was like, yeah, I decided I'm just going to start talking about this on the show. And then I noticed, oh, everyone's into this stuff. And now other people are getting into it because I talked about it and uh, but it took but it threw me for a loop because i was like dude i've been here the whole time showing me this shit <laughs> right right but, but have, we have a know? tendency to do that we yeah, definitely I do like I, I mean it was hard for me to bring a lot of the stuff i have forward with the dogma of of religion still underlying 
you know, the foundation of what I have, have built here um, yeah. because, you know, and I've come to respect and admire this and see it as a process and a moving thing, a living thing, as opposed to like religion is this stuck standard thing. No, religion itself is also evolving, everybody. Like it is changing. And, and we are, in a sense, many of us are coming together just like this and we are creating our own movement. Yeah. We are creating our own vibration, our own energy. You can call it a religion. You can call it a faith. You can call it, listen, you can call it whatever you like, an understanding, mm -hmm. a belief, uh, whatever, like, like so many names. And this is why like the hanging up on names part really kind of kept me from penetrating deeper into my connection with my spirit guides. And mm -hmm. um, I was so hung up on what, listen, what is your name? Right? Like, mm -hmm. who are you? And Oh man, it, it's interesting. Like come to find out we as our physical, our physical, we don't have the capability to understand, comprehend, or even contain the name of an angel. Okay. Or the name of a spiritual being, something transcendent. We have no, not only words for it. It's so emotionally moving and powerful that if I were to try to connect to extract that information you know, through my thread of consciousness, I would be overwhelmed with emotion, probably start crying and have to just shut this down right now because yeah. it's that powerful. And there's, there's a lot of information like that embedded in the Apocrypha mm -hmm. and, uh, and, you know, the gospel of Thomas. So all of the books that were removed from the Bible, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, it wasn't until I looked into tarot and, and started, seeing what each you know of the hebrew alphabet letters meant all of the encoded meaning within all of these things that i've just been looking at in a 2d face value for so long like mm -hmm. um same thing with like like the swastika for example that's another prime example that is a 2d representation of essentially like a 6d object that we can only comprehend like a fraction of Right. of the toroidal field right and same thing with the 12 disciples the 12 rays of of the circle and, and so on it just look goes what on. they did with the swastika you know what i mean like right. yeah we all know what they mm -hmm. you know they they turned it into a symbol of hate and white supremacy and all this mm -hmm. other nonsense and it's the farthest thing from that well but. at least they did actually flip it backwards Right. right. So yeah, kudos, so kudos really on them to flip it backwards <laughs> and and just say listen this is backward they've shown us all along Mm -hmm. All of these teachings that they're giving us are backwards or incomplete. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and you have to step out, you have to step out and go, well, what about this over here? I wonder what this person's saying. I wonder what, uh, uh, Sri Yukteswar says in his, in his book, the, uh, you know, the, the holy of this and that or whatever from India. So I'm looking into that and looking at all these different things, um, all on the back of the frame that's been handed to me all on the back of extraterrestrials on the back of uh interdimensional travel on the back of all of these topics that we are actually handed uh in an incomplete very impersonal fashion mm -hmm. right and and so i'm i'm interested uh to know nico when when you were growing up did did you develop the understanding of like the hebrew alphabet the different underlying meanings like is that something that you were you were in tune with no so i was actually uh, traumatized in the Greek Orthodox Church, very young, at five years old, had this crazy. It's, it's I can laugh at the story now, mm -hmm. but I was uh, baptized in, at five years old, 
and they like stripped me down, plunged me into a bird bath, all this. So I, I shut off religion completely for the longest time. And uh, then when I was, I would say probably around 2012, I started looking in, I had some wild sleep paralysis dreams that kind of had some astral projection in there. So I started looking into what this was and uh, it led me down this to like the book of Enoch and all these different things. So I started looking into different religions and I went down that whole rabbit hole and I found the Hebrew roots movement, which is um, the idea that it's Christianity, but that the Bible wasn't around at the time of Christ and Christ would have been teaching the Torah and type Mm -hmm. of thing. So I was in that for a little bit. I didn't get too deep into the uh, each individual letter, things like that. But it was more just like strict following of the Torah. Like I, I of was the kosher. Laws. Yeah, right. right. And I'm, I've come now to believe that the, the Torah itself, I think, is more of like a deep state propaganda type of fear mindset, because none of those laws really pertain to modern day life anymore. Right. Or, and, or like attraction and abundance. Right. And, and that sort of thing. Yeah, 100 mm-hmm. percent. And I think the same thing about the Bible. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Um, what is it now? Is is it? Are they down to eighty-eight books? Is that? Isn't it sixty? Okay, yeah. Now? So, so it, yeah. maybe it used to be eighty-eight at some point. Now it's sixty something, yeah. right? So that's like all the apocrypha books and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So, so you could see that there was at some point like a resonance mm-hmm. with with a lot of these ancient, you know, we'll call them ancient texts or scriptural, you know, writings, mm-hmm. um, where there was like a coherence between between the understanding of our world and the vibrational sense of everything the divine unity of it all and the teachings right mm-hmm. and, and i think i can dare say the same thing about what we're being shown as ancient egyptian teachings uh, the emerald tablets and that sort of thing mm-hmm. I, I think that the emerald tablets are and I, I might get some flack for this i think that these are a new creation okay mm-hmm. uh very recent um why else would you need your series of spokespeople like Billy Carson, et cetera. Um, I'm not saying that what is being said is in any way, shape or form wrong or even misleading. It's very, very on point with, with the way things are heading as far as scripture is concerned. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people want to put an evil and dark spin on anything Egyptian. And for a long time, I was with that party. I was like, Oh, you know, that's, that's taboo. This is uh, Enochian black magic. Right. And, um, but how yeah, about this? Yes. So if you look, like, if you just take, like, the red letters of Jesus and compare them to, like, the teachings of Buddha, they're almost verbatim. You know what I mean? So it's like all this stuff is really, it's just a different label on the same package. You know what I mean? Right. It, it's, these are universal kind of truths. And I, I have no issues with the teachings of Jesus. I think they're all great. I, you know, I can't find yeah. much fault in that. But it's when you start getting into that, like, that law of like the old Testament, like the thou shalt, right. Thou shalt. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even, even in the uh, black Bible um, do as thou wilt. Right. Right. It has that thou aspect Mm -hmm. that separates you. Okay. Mm -hmm. That, that Mm -hmm. thou signifies that you are different or separate from God, Mm -hmm. from, from creation itself. So, so anytime you throw that thy or thou, and there's, so there's a reason for these terminologies. And we see this in the, we see this in every uh, Jesuit scriptural teaching, every 
uh, like there's a lot of vows and, and dies kind of in the Talmud and everything too. It's, it's very pointed, very pointed at what you should or shouldn't do can or can't think can or can't feel um, mm-hmm. all of these things can or can't and predominantly can't. There's right. not a lot of you can, there's not a lot right. of positive right. reinforcement in many of these new world scriptures um and and i say new world because i think that there was a version before say the 1700s that was old world that would have Mm -hmm. been based on something similar to the emerald tablet and you know the the teachings of or like hermetic teachings we'll just call them Mm -hmm. hermetic teachings most people are familiar with that i think that that was an outwardly available accessible medium to people before a certain period of time now, I don't know that those were the same humans as we are. Mm-hmm. I do believe that there's some validity to like the Nephilim element, the fallen angel element, right? Or I think what we're trying to do is is we're trying to relate that these were also spiritual beings in a material body, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and, and then so therefore we have the term the fall of man, right? Um, Keep in mind that we are called human, which means a shade of man, right? Mm-hmm. And or you can say the shadow of man, right? And we were created in the and and this is based on the emerald tablets. We're created in the image of our forebears, which were the Anunnaki, which were larger humans mm-hmm. who had the power of flight technology. You can see it. They've got watches. They, you know what I mean. So all of this stuff that we are now developing, these folks had, right? And what are we developing now? We're developing the means for cloning. We're developing the means for all of these taboo things, right? So is it really a stretch to think that this model, right? This new model of humanity um, wasn't created by a previous predecessor, much like every scriptural teaching teaches, whether it's called the Nephilim or it's called God's or God, or God and the serpent, or you know what I mean? Like, no matter what Mm -hmm. it's called, there's still the same sense about all of these teachings, um, that something came down, and interesting thing in Kabbalah, uh, when you're speaking of up, you're you're talking about inward. Mm -hmm. So, So that's the biggest code that can be cracked once you start looking into tarot, and that just shattered doors for me. I just blew doors off of hinges in my mind to look into tarot and start to see that, wait a minute, holy shit, every single thing I've been taught about up in heaven and outward and all of this, I just had it turned the wrong direction. Yeah. Right. So I'm screaming into the void. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I'm screaming into the void. I'm asking the void for all of these things. And, and I'm, you know, promising the void, all of these things, because the void is outside of us, you know, and, and heaven is within, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's all encoded in this witchcraft, mm-hmm. right? right? Based on what the church says anyway, and by the church, right. I mean, the Jesuit, you know, the gatekeeping church, they're, they're there for a purpose. I can't say I agree with it. Again, I got to be really clear on that for, for people out there, because there will be a couple of people that will stumble onto this, or will be beginning in their journey of understanding mm-hmm. and may take some of these things the wrong way. And um, I do feel that we're getting to a point where we will no longer have to preface everything. Mm-hmm. You know, right. we'll no longer have to say these, listen, here's the breakdown. Don't be offended. Preface all of this, cushion all of this, because many, many, many people have 
begin to develop the understanding and you can see it in the fact that you have like you have a reiki shop in almost every town yeah right you have you have all of these things that mm -hmm. shows me that people there's a demand for that and if there's demand for that that means people's beliefs are becoming lined up with unity right right and, and think about it when did this all take off during the lockdowns people started they had nowhere to go but inward you know, mm -hmm. and a lot of people, you know, they stayed in that fear and they, you know, freaked out and lost their minds and whatever. Or, but... or six masks and yeah, while exactly. driving, <laughs> running down the street. Oh, man. So funny. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. <laughs> or or like we kind of did is start looking inward, yeah. start figuring out what. Like you said, the, the magic is freedom and magic has this horrible connotation that it's all dark. And you'll hear people, oh, there's black and white magic. And no, it's all evil. It's all bad. But when you look at it from like just a mindset perspective, you're changing your reality around you. That's all you're doing. That's so magical. So right. freaking magical. Literally dude. just changing your circumstance. Yeah. Through positive reinforcement, through a different mindset. Like it's so many different psychology. Ways. Everything's right. been more positive when we do magic than it's never negative. Right, like it's we're not here casting spells on people. Ever. To, it's right, right, and that's what we're led to believe. We're led right. to believe that everyone out there is like an Ursula and the Little Mermaid. Yeah, it's not you know? like that. It's <laughs> a mindfulness thing. Like that's why, like I talk about being a witch or witchcraft more on my page because it's. I used to not say that stuff. I was ashamed almost to say it. Like, don't say it. Don't say that stuff. But I'm, I'm gonna call a spade a spade. That's what it is in a way. I mean, that's what I'm doing. We we do magic, but again, it's I I just want to. Oh, it's not so negative. Just like saying like paganism, like or being pagan, it's not worshiping the devil, right? Yeah, right, it's yeah. not like devil worship. It's you know, so um, it's reverence is what yeah. it is, and, and that's the part that gets all twisted up. And it's like so worship. It worship sounds everything. like worship. You know, yes. yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's a great point because it it is all the word magic that goes into it, and we know how twisted the English language is now because of this stuff. Well, look but, at the word worse, right? right. Mm -hmm. Worse worship. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you have these, these, these links, right? These, mm -hmm. these things, tying things together. And it wasn't until, you know, the inward look that, that you start seeing this stuff, mm -hmm. you start seeing the word magic, you start seeing the negative connotation in something. And, and this is why people become offended. If you worship something other than they do. Right. Yes. So I've kind of gone the route of, listen, I, I don't worship. Right. I praise. I praise. Okay. Absolutely. I praise, praise, pray, reflect, you know, act. Right. Um, a lot of it is is right mind, you know, right speech, right, right action. Mm -hmm. And and these things. These things create magic. OK, like when you have them synchronized, you have them lined up. Um, you can look at it through the Indian lens and have your chakras in line. Uh, you can look yeah. at it as your Dantians. You have your upper, upper, middle, and lower Dantian. Your, your, your thought, your feeling, and your will. So you have these mm -hmm. things, these powers, these, mm -hmm. these magic, this magic that is within you, right? Mm -hmm. And so we're taught, you know, everyone out there is an Ursula is going to take your voice in lieu of your legs, right? right. Like, like all of this thing. Um, uh, same thing with uh, alchemy. You have uh, full metal alchemists, equivalent exchange, right? So there's this embedded fear factor yeah. in manifestation, in alchemy. Uh, what do you mean I have to give something up to get something? 
No, absolutely, but it's not in a material sense. It's when not in a literal up sense. A bad behavior to have a more positive outlook on life. Right. Like yes. This, this negative that you're transmuting was only harming you. Like that's what people don't understand. To us, it's all about healing. Yes. Right. It's all yes. about healing, <laughs> raising your energy, your vibration, and bringing with others with you, and, yes. and lifting others up. Like, oh my gosh, I guys, love like, doing that. It brings like oh so much beautiful emotion to know that. Listen, in the last two years. The degree to which I have lifted my son's spirit is fucking incredible. Absolutely fucking incredible. He's still a kid. He still has his lessons to learn. I allow him to learn those lessons. He got caught with a vape at school. He's fucking 12 years old, (laughs) you know, Um, and he beat himself up over it so hard. I didn't have to do anything. And but I took him out to lunch after that and showed him this is something that needs to be reprogrammed in his mind. Listen, Mm -hmm. you're immediate response and reflection was based on a lie. Mm-hmm. I was never going to scream at you. Mm-hmm. I was never going to yell at you. I was never going to be upset with you. I was going to come and pick you up from school and let you learn your lesson because yeah. you have to teach yourself. And this is also a difficult thing is uh, each of us has to show ourselves away. Like um, we can have guides. We can have some input like, my first guide ever that I interacted with uh, would be Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So, and, and a lot of people, um, not saying that they're stuck on Jesus, but a lot of people are stuck on Jesus. But listen, Jesus has friends, right? Like Jesus yeah. has associates, right? Like Jesus isn't lonely. How do you think Jesus is so freaking happy and blessed and all this? He's not by himself. He's not mm-hmm. alone. You know, he's, he's got friends. He's got allies. Right. If you look at the perception of the dark magic world and you see how many there are supposedly practicing this dark magic, listen, there is equally, if not a hundred times more light magic out there. And and this is why the dark magic has to work so hard to make itself known and make itself available to everybody. Mm -hmm. And um, but, you know, and, and this is why they sell tarot cards at Hot Topic. It's that double standard that that weird thing. And you're like, as a parent, you're like, oh, I'm not going into hot topic. Right. <laughs> but fuck, guess where I bought my tarot cards, guys. <laughs> hot topic, dude. And, and I had a deck yeah. that spoke to me. I should have brought it out to show you guys. I had a deck that just really spoke to me. And, uh, and it was, uh, it's a Japanese artist. Can't remember the name off the top of my head, but it's based on myth and folklore. Oh, cool. And, and it's, it's incredible. And um, so that was after I went, you know, through the studying online there's a website and i i urge folks out there to go ahead and take a look at this website it's called gatesoflight.org i think or .com i gotta show you this one real quick randy yeah we just picked oh up. shit <laughs> yeah dude yeah lord of the rings i haven't opened it yet i'm gonna do a video dude, when you do yeah it. when you do an opening yeah do a video and mm-hmm. uh yeah tag me in that dude because i want to take a <laughs> yeah. look at those yeah and oh man i'm glad we jumped over kind of through what magic is and isn't um, so we did like a hell of a preface for for those folks out there that are still on the fence about things and understanding them differently. But right. and um, the biggest thing, too, I would say, is your intention behind this. Yes. If you're going into something with a bad intention, that's going to manifest. Right. It's just it's just the reality. But if you go into it with a positive, you're here to heal yourself, heal others, um, help other people, raise your vibration, all these things. It will work. You know, and it's yep. you just have to stay pure. Patience, in patience yeah. is the biggest thing that I've learned. And you know, I I used to think I was pretty patient, 
you know, um, especially like right on the outset of recovery a, a few years back, like four years ago, I was like, Oh, I've got all the patients in the world. I just went through mm -hmm. my nine month program and, and made it and never fell back into it. I, I've got yeah. all, I've got all I need, you know, <laughs> there yeah. comes the ego, <laughs> there comes the ego. And, uh, and, and that's uh, where yeah. children come in to teach us the patience. <laughs> yes. Yes. Spot on. <laughs> Freaking spot on, dude. My son mm -hmm. has taught me so much about myself and, and has allowed me through him to view my past self and to view my what I would have considered in the past shortcomings, mistakes, mm -hmm. etc. But through all of those, I have a lens to teach and mold this beautiful young mind. So. I can't be upset over the shit that I did in the past mm -hmm. and I can't, and it, and it makes it to where I'm not upset over anything that my child will ever do in the, in the, in the past or the future. Right. And, mm -hmm. and this is a new reaction for him to see through me. Okay. Um, so it's taken a couple of years of getting used to, we're finally getting to the point where we have gotten used to positivity, which is beautiful. It's mm -hmm. taken a long time, right? It's taken a long mm -hmm. time when he's feeling negative, he comes and grabs an incense, lights it, and and calms himself wow, uh, or or you know he we have isolated an area in our living room that's very small it's like maybe eight feet wide uh, by like 12 or 14 feet and it's got the tv a couple of chairs it has the chair i'm sitting in uh, a chair behind me so i can stretch out and he can sit here and watch tv because the tv's right back here in front of me so it's like just small side that's the entertainment section of of our home uh, he has no TV in his room. I don't have it. I don't bring electronics into my room because, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a woo -woo weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, you know, I've got my stuff going on in there. I've got my, my crystal grid. I've got my beautiful orgone money tree that I have weaved crystals into and, and springs and, and created an orgone device out of a tree. Mm -hmm. And that sits right next to my bed and it's, it's beautiful. And, you know, it's those intentions as you're crafting something, as you're building it, you put these intentions into it and you wind up with what's called a sympathetic vibratory resonance. Mm -hmm. So therefore my son knows he's not allowed to go into my room unless I'm in there um, because that is my, my resonant space. Um, I have my mandalas on the wall. I have a beautiful Fox uh, tapestry that I've posted on, on online and uh, was inspired indirectly or directly by interactions that I've had with um, Whitney Fox, mm -hmm. who's a beautiful soul. I, I love her to death. And I'm so glad to have been able to interact with her and retouch with some of those things recently with her. Um, now that I've grown out of my dogma and, um, you know, so, so folks be patient with yourself. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I programming... slip back into it too. Believe me, like, because of what we've gone through and we are going to do an episode on it soon, just so we can finally talk about it because it's almost all, it's almost all over, Right. but it's really affected me the most. And I've leaned on him so much to get me through. Cause I have dark days like that. I normally, I'm not that type of person, you mm -hmm. know, I'm a very positive person. I try to vibe as high as I can energetically wise. I I've done everything I could, I can, but these worldly things really do can, they can still get you down, you yeah, know, even yeah, if you're in it. Heavy. And so, but he has stepped up so much in so many ways. So I can instead you, sometimes it's good to lean on others through this. Right. And so I think this community is so great for everybody, you mm -hmm. know, all your podcast friends and stuff like that, because 
now we all have each other too as friends and family to lean on because you feel like you're going a little crazy sometimes. Too. Oh, absolutely. No, I mean, not a little. Yeah. I mean, like, listen, <laughs> <You know? laughs> listen, this, yeah. this door, this door is so far freaking wide open. Right. And it's so bright out there that I'm fucking blind half the time. All right. Yeah. Like, I'm blinded by the beauty of this thing. Um, and therefore, when that when that melancholy sets in. Yes. It's so heavy compared yeah. to what what the, the average moment of just joy and beauty and passion and integrity and love and all of these just amazing amazing experiences um super simple experience freaking going going to a movie with somebody that's family yeah. or friend watching the stupidest movie you've ever seen but seeing you know I, I went and saw 80 for brady the other day with my son right and this movie's got football it's got numerology all over the place uh, i saw the number 222 probably 100 million times 111 also so there's all these things in the movie that i'm seeing now that i'm like wow they really put a lot of effort into making this not just significant for like the people sitting behind me who are cracking up at all the stupid stuff right yeah. and uh, but also for me coming in as as a wizard, right? And coming in yeah. here and sitting down and seeing what can I gain from this? Yeah. And and gaining an experience with my son, which was magical in that sense, but also gaining the insight that when Tom Brady looks at you through the screen and says, <laughs> and he goes, he goes, sometimes I have to remind myself, it's all just a game. And he's looking right at me through the screen. I'm like, thanks, Tom Brady. You know what I mean? So even <laughs> I got to say thanks, Tom Brady, to that because right. holy shit, it was profound, you know? Yes. And like, if I hadn't gone with the flow and been like, oh, that movie just started. The other one's a half an hour in. Let's let's watch a whole movie, son. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have had that experience of having Tom Brady speak to me through the ether and this beautiful screen and all of these beautiful, super old people, mind you. It's like two o'clock on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got everybody out of church behind me here, yeah. you know, and, and they're they're vibing with it. So I'm picking up on that. I'm just watching the numerology, the color magic and all of these beautiful things, wondering if this one chick is a guy and all of the other things <laughs> that come along with Hollywood, right? So I'm enjoying all of that and not paying too much mind to it, not not looking at it and going, that's a shame. She's clearly a man, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or any of these things that many of us do often, you know, uh, things that could have brought me down in the past. Yeah. You know what and, I mean? And like, I think that because of what we do and where we're at too, that's so important what you're saying. We appreciate the small things like going to a movie with our kids or whatever, where before it would just be like, okay, let's go to the movies like years ago. Yeah. And now mm -hmm. it's like everything I feel like we do is with intention and yes, special. Yes. Yeah. I and feel and like it, it is special, Absolutely. you know? Absolutely. Um, because we don't do a lot of things like that. No. We we pick and choose things that we do. We spend a lot of time in nature. We spend a lot of time at home. Mm -hmm. But but when we're home, we're cooking. Right, we're spending it's, it's time. You know we're what I mean? Doing it's, stuff. It's not out of fear for you're doing. You're living with out intention. There. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And you know that didn't mean a lot to me until relatively recently. Probably it wasn't until. Probably the first time Nico and I spoke, which I was just getting into clean water. At that point, I hadn't mm -hmm. quite gotten to clean food yet. I had an intention to get to clean food, but I hadn't got there yet. Um, I just had got to clean water and I was noticing this just amazing difference. Like that, a lot of sunshine, those two things were, were where it all started. And um, and that's all in the back of conspiracy podcast, et cetera. Hidden mm -hmm. history, uh, the dark side of the moon and all, and all of these other things, right? Yeah. And um, so yeah, I, I was into clean water, had had some profound experiences on the tail end of that. 
and come to find out it's not so much yes it's the water but it's because i was relating to the water and this is going to sound weird to a lot of people but i love it i relate to my water before i drink it that it's loved that you know sometimes i'll even draw shapes in you know the pasta while i'm cooking it and, and all of these different things that can be considered magic or would be looked down upon by a lot in society. Um, but water, especially, you know, I get a glass of water. I have one unmarked glass that I use when I'm around the house. Um, I took the markings off of it because every single marking has an intention that was placed there prior to you. So you have to remove that or override it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then I have this sitting on, you know, my little orgone device that keeps it infused because I have, intended that that device infuse things with love mm -hmm. and so it becomes like this crazy cycle of of doing of thinking of feeling of doing and then through each of these you set up the very next one and you set up the next one and like those melancholy days those heavy days you feel like you've lost this this yeah. this rotation this beautiful toroidal energy um sometimes feels like it's slipping away on account of the weight of the outside world. Now, um, now that is true and that does happen. But one thing I've been blessed to understand lately and actually feel and believe is that the outside world in this waking dream is a reflection of my inner self. So that goes with the, this is why the Freemasons are demonized because they understand as within, so without, as above, mm -hmm. so below, mm -hmm. circle, square right? Circle the square and the triads in the middle, right? And you are the triad, okay? Um, it's not outside of you. And this is like the common misconception. You know, you you are father, son, and, and the reason they call it Holy Ghost, and instead of Holy Mother, I'll tell you right now, is because the Catholic and Christianity as we know it now has sacrificed, has given that term of the mother as a sacrament, in order to give us the illusion that she doesn't exist, to give us the illusion that that spirit is separate from us as opposed to where we come from, right? Mm -hmm. So the Holy Ghost signifies death, okay? So I'm here to tell everybody out there, listen, uh, you can call it the Holy Spirit if you'd like, um, but definitely don't relate to it as a ghost mm -hmm. um, because this is this is something so profound and so key to your healing your understanding your ability to manifest abundance um you have to have this relationship with your higher mother uh or that which you came from or the water element right, right. um so we have we have like the the father is is the catalyst of creation the son is the creation itself and the mother is the all-encompassing so the mother would be looked at as a circle and oftentimes you'll see in art that the circle rests within the square but that's mm -hmm. wrong the square actually rests within the circle mm -hmm. and because the circle is all um the mother is all is is all and nothing and that's signified by the point within the circle right um so that's like a whole crazy esoteric thing that comes from jumping back looking at the teachings of tarot right and all of the different uh arcanum and everything the different magic what what is magic what is an arcanum in tarot it is a path on the tree of life and 
a lot of people look at this and they're like, well, that's just dark magic or this and that like that's listen, that's not a Christian cross. So I don't believe in it. But if you look at the tree of life, you'll see not only that they're one, but there are two Christian crosses embedded with that within that structure. There's one upright and one one facing down and there are different points in your path. So so anyway, looking into tarot, just this was like three months ago that that I started studying this and going, wow, these these synchronisms, I guess you could call them, not really a synchronicity uh, in the sense of like a feeling and a, and and a, like a, a brief moment, but when things line up, when things tie together, when you know that thread is is woven around all things, which it is. Um, you allow yourself to see it once you step outside of the fear and you're like, well, wait a minute. And you look at uh, the teachings of like Hermes and uh, the famous rendition of the, the old, old man with his arms crossed like this. And then he's his reflection underneath. Mm -hmm. Right. So as above, so below, and that's the star tetrahedron, et cetera. I mean, it's embedded in everything. And you start to allow yourself to see the, the synchronism between everything. Um, it's just, it's incredible. I never thought that I would look at the teaching that is tarot, that is Kabbalah and see anything other than, well, that's stupid. Cause Madonna does it, you know, right. like, like that's all I remember from my youth was uh, seeing on the news one day that, that, that weird Madonna lady, you know, uh, studies Kabbalah. <laughs> and now you see her on the Grammys or whatever, looking all weird and demonic, which is by design. Everybody, come on, like it's a yeah. show. Listen, these people, these are all thespians. These are all like when they go hang out. Listen, they're characters. Look at look at some of the stuff Jim Carrey says. Mm -hmm. You know about every day he's playing the character. Yeah. Because guess what? We all are. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Now you have to. I'm going to jump back a little bit because you talked about color magic. This is something we've kind of incorporated. And obviously uh, today I'm not doing it because I didn't change my shirt yet. But for mm -hmm. each day of the week, I try to wear a specific color relating to the specific planet that's, you know, for that day. So like Monday, I'm going to wear white. Tuesday, I'm going to wear a red or like something related yeah. to Mars. You, right. you know what I'm saying? So and just that simple intention can change so much. Like, again, I, I don't know how anyone can say that's dark black magic. I'm putting on a color shirt to feel good on a certain day you know what i mean yeah no i get it dude i've got gray ones for balance and mm -hmm. white for light that's mm -hmm. that's what I, I i don't often wear black shirts anymore mm -hmm. um but that's everybody has their own different intention with that that's the yeah. interesting mm -hmm. thing about it is you don't have to adhere to somebody else's understanding no of, right. of what it is like you make it your own you know i don't know that i've ever met anybody that correlates their wardrobe to their planet sign for that day or or anything like that. So, so you have your own unique process. I have mine, even mine though. When I bought these shirts, I didn't have the intention of understanding. I hadn't understood yet how powerful gray is. Mm -hmm. And, and that's also come through tarot. You know, uh, there's a lot of color magic in tarot. When you start to look at the, the designs of all the Trump cards, the different mm -hmm. layers of robes that say like the hermit is wearing always a gray robe, always. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason for that. It signifies it balance. to Gandalf too. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. and what does he do? He turns from gray to, to white. white. Mm -hmm. And that's where all of us can hope and pray to be or go mm -hmm. um, through like, and we've all come from black magic. All of us, yeah. we've all had that programming slammed into our heads from a young age, uh, Disney wizardry, et cetera. 
And man, again, I used to really not hold these people accountable for it, but not understand why, why would they push so much darkness on the world? Yeah. But then like, man, seeing how little old me, you know, just random Randy out here and freaking Midwestern Iowa can, can have a profound growth experience through the spells that were cast on me and, and break those shackles. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's tr- mind blowing stuff. <laughs> Absolutely mind blowing. And it's so funny because my favorite color to wear is white. Now that we're talking about this, I love white, but lately, because this time of year is really funky for me. I feel very heavy energy, January, February. It's kind of a hard couple of months. It always has. I've been starting to wear more. Oh no, I lost you. Oh no, guys, I lost you. Colors was too much. Zoom couldn't handle colors. Ah, okay. I'll write this down then. Colors. What? Really? I'm so stoked that that popped back up. I wonder if. Hold on, let me let me check real quick and see if it is actually like casting that recording in. Okay. Oh, it just re jumped in. Awesome. Wow, yep. that's interesting. Okay. I've never had that work quite like that before, but now my video is going wonky. Oh, well, there's. Again. <laughs> it's all right. We'll we'll shift it over here. Yeah. But what, what we were saying is, mind. like you said too, like the intention behind the color. So like we use the color black as a to absorb that negative energy, you know, to repel that negative energy. Think like black obsidian. Yeah. Right. So like well, when I wear black, I was Shungite. saying, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't really wear much black unless I feel like I need to wear it for the day, but I wear it with intention. I never wore black before until probably just past couple months. I like to wear it now just as it's like, I'm wearing my own black obsidian on me, you know, yes, yes, like that. absolutely. I like that. So yeah, I, yeah. I've never, uh, never really thought of it like that. I just look at it as the, as the void in which light makes itself known. Um, you know, so, so I look at it a little differently, which is essentially the same when you really think about it. But but when I was younger, I was a little weirdo goth kid, you know, as many Mm -hmm. of us kind of were, um, nine inch nails, all that jazz, but through all of that goth stage, you know, many out there have had emo stage or any of this, if you really start to go back and you listen and, and look at all of the different things you grew up looking at nine inch nails, blah, 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 et cetera. You start to see the symbolism. Once you get to a certain point, you start to Mm -hmm. see what was being said. Um, My biggest favorite for this type of understanding is tool just, or a perfect circle. Also. I I mean, Mm -hmm. either one, just fantastic stuff. And it didn't, it's amazing as I've been singing along to these songs for my whole life. And it wasn't until I think the catalyst could safely be called probably this, this podcasting stuff and, and just exploring, but learning to study uh, was the biggest thing, learning to study, finding things that I had the intention to look into, um, namely like old world 
uh, disconnections between different stories and the discrepancies and, you know, all of this stuff about this, these spells that were cast on us, mm -hmm. um, how they line up, how they don't line up, how stories match, how they don't match, um, etc. cetera, uh, you know, on through that. And, and then up into recently um, divination and tarot and, you know, Kabbalah and basically, um, the the vedic texts is like kind of where it started right outside of christianity went through the christian root stuff uh, found you know into the book of enoch and and the nephilim side of things flow into uh you know the the understanding in india of all the different entities physical entities that once lived here that lines up with hidden history because it looks as though the world was destroyed at some point possibly by some other human species which is being covered up so like all of these things tie into this beautiful thing and then i come to tree of life which at first was just a picture an image to me mm -hmm. right and this kind of interest came from watching like the ewar video uh, about are the is like the devil's mound a cut down tree and are these mm -hmm. these flat top mesas actually ancient tree stumps and i find that fascinating i mean i saw this movie fern gully as a kid i don't know if you guys have ever seen fern gully it's about this magical rainforest that gets cut down by industry uh, very similar to how in, you know, the Lord of the Rings, the uh, mm -hmm. industry comes and wipes everything out. So this recurring theme showed me that there had been a previous version of us or mm -hmm. tribes of Israel or rays of the sun, right? You have the 12 right. rays, you have Ra, you have the tribes of Israel, you have all of these things. And they all are the same. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely That's the same. So interesting because we were just, I've noticed now. We just took our son to see Puss in Boots like a couple weeks ago. And the first scene in that movie is Puss in Boots saving the town from a, a mountain that came alive and was a giant rock giant. And I'm seeing wow. this everywhere now. And it's like it ties into that world tree. And are these things that we call mountains, Are were they alive at one point? Were they sentient? Were they? Because you start looking into mountains. There was man. so much in that movie. There was a lot. A lot yeah. of weird oh, yeah. symbolism in that movie that we may not, again, may not have noticed 10 years ago. Right. Yeah. But yeah. we were fully aware. But how many people have had magic? Well, like Moana. Moana mountains? also has some of that, that yeah. uh, Earth Mother stuff, you know, going yeah. on. Yes. But the actual uh, Titans, the Titan, mm -hmm. Titanic beings, I mean, Attack on Titan. I love anime, dude. Anime has some of the most incredible understandings and and ideas, which in my mind are pulled right from the Akashic Record. They mm -hmm. always relate back to the Akashic Record. They frame everything uh, under like the guise of the magic of Solomon, etc., which is like Hermetic magic or Enochian mm -hmm. magic, however you like, you know. Um, mm -hmm. So there's always this relation to these old ways, and they're just being portrayed, reportrayed to us. Because I, I feel we are a new species, you know, that we we are coming from a very brutish background, a lot of war, a lot of devastation, a lot of carnal desire, a lot of a lot of these things that if you look at Indian teachings, that's because those are in the lower chakras. Mm -hmm. You know, your 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 root chakra is the most, you know, down to earth, you know, chakra that you have. So it will be the most material. Um, and then you come up one from there and you have your sex organs, right? So you have this lust and this passion that comes from there. They also call them the seven deadly sins. Uh, each chakra is significant, uh, in, in that it is its own deadly sin, deadly sin, right? And 
I think sin in some languages means with, and in some languages it means without. So <laughs> it's it's uh, kind of that 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 play. So you either are with the particular vibration that your chakra is giving, uh, or you're without it. And if you're with all of them, then they have a blend of balance, and mm-hmm. then you are able to expand beyond those seven deadly sins. Why deadly? Because we're in a corpse, right? We're in a body, mm-hmm. uh, which is in Latin, essentially corpse. <laughs> so, so there's a lot of word magic there too. And, um, or like Jesus dying on the cross, you ever stand up, put your arms out. What do you look like a cross, right? You know? So yeah, mm-hmm. Jesus died on the cross, meaning he fell from a spiritual nature into a body, just like yours and mine. Mm-hmm. Um, now does that mean that yeah, so that so that's what happened, and it, it it's twisted up as though he died a physical death, which is silly. I mean, it, supposedly this man never died; he just went to go teach. Much like right. we, none of us here are dead. We've all died on the cross. If we're speaking about this stuff outwardly, mm-hmm. talking about the magic involved, the love, the intention, all of these things, these are all in the teachings of Christ. All of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I it, even look at the the dying on the cross as like opening of the third eye. You know what I mean? Like we are, you're, you're, yes, it could be like that physical death, but it's, it's that raising of the elevation where you are now. Well, that's, seeing, yeah, that's the yeah. resurrection. That's, mm-hmm. that's reconnecting your spirit with, with source. That's your mm-hmm. resurrection. If we are at this point, this is why people consider themselves born again, Christians, mm-hmm. um, or, or just born again, reborn right? Is a common theme throughout time and throughout all religion. Being reborn doesn't mean you actually physically die. It means that old you that was invested within your thoughts, your emotions, your knowing, your speaking, you know, your, your feeling, all of these things that you have used up to a certain point to gain a material prowess, you then become enabled to bring yourself spiritual, emotional, awakened prowess. Mm -hmm. And and that's only through your being born again. However you like to be born again, more power to you, everybody out there. Like, but listen, it is, you can do this, you know, Um, no matter what religion you're from. So many times. I I mean, I can go through like the phases throughout my life. Like same with you. I was an Mm -hmm. alcoholic for a while. And then when that skin shed, it's like a whole new world. And then you know. Well, we just talked about how three years ago, we don't know who we, like, we can't believe who are those people three years ago, yeah. us. Oh yeah. And how we've grown and elevate together, which is a beautiful thing if you can do that. Um, but it doesn't have to be in religion. It, this is just part of you elevating and growing spiritually, physically, everything like right. you're saying, but no, there's no religion attached to us no. in any way. Like something so but, simple. I know you'll get finish up i'm sorry no i was just gonna say but it's 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 awesome at the same time but we do i can look back my god it's like a whole other lifetime who was that person 12 years ago i don't know who she oh, yeah. is 
yeah you know? yeah it's, it's, i don't know it's kind of scary it's it's but really scary time, it's like I, wait a minute yeah. am i a walk-in like am right. i an extraterrestrial walk-in right. that jumped in during a ct scan you know four years ago like what happened there it's like, wild I, that's, that's right a thought that i have because i had a ct scan four years yeah. ago <laughs> and, and they give me this this iodine dye yeah you know and, and they put it in your blood and i'm asking them as i'm there i'm having a panic attack because i had a wound that they had to clean and all this so yeah. i'm like panicking out so they pump me full of freaking, you know, anti-anxiety medication, uh, which just hit me right in the third eye. And just like, I could feel it. I could just feel it here. That was yeah. all I could feel it. And I was happier than hell too. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is this? You know, like that was the yeah. first time I'd ever felt that sensation right here. Yeah. And, uh, and it was, it was like ex exaggerated by when they sent me into this and they're going to say, they say, well, it's going to feel strange. It'll be a novel sensation with this proprietary blend they put in your blood that they have no ingredients list for. So I was like, what the heck is this, guys? No, no, no. And it's like this big box, you know, of, of dye, of red dye that they put inside yeah. of you. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. They're like, no, we have to. We got to see if, you know, if your your veins are busted or, you know what I mean? Like they have a yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. They have a reason why they want to do this weird process to you. And then they slide me into the machine. And, you know, it, it goes in and this thing starts spinning and it's like, and it's loud mm -hmm. and it's obnoxious and I'm high as a kite on an anxiety medication. So I'm like, all right, whatever, get this over with. They send me through that. When that thing hits top, like full bore, I swear to you guys, I felt a sensation as if my consciousness had been shot out of my body, like, and, and instantly back in. The only way to explain it is I felt like I'd been to the moon and back. And, and that's the only way I can explain it. It doesn't make much sense, but now what I know about magnetics and, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, resonance and things like this, as well as what I know about iodine, why it's an essential nutrient, how it decalcifies the pineal gland, et cetera. I'm like, maybe that was a physical catalyst for a lot of the change that I experienced after that. Yeah. So it, it's really weird. And it was such a strange sensation, guys. I'm not even lying like that. That sensation is akin to when you are just about to fall asleep or if you're sitting and you're not intending to take a nap and you, you know, you shut your eyes and there's that split second where right before you jump back awake. Yeah. yeah that hypnagogic uh, state. Right. Right. And some call that astral travel. I'm still on the fence about the terminology of what astral travel really is or, or the Akashic record. I can only speak from my own experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, but the closest thing I think that I've ever had to astral travel was getting that scan with all of that iodine in my blood and who knows whatever else. There's probably some radioactive isotope that mm -hmm. they that they put in there so that they could see it better, um, which is why I don't believe that radiation is anything harmful. I think they removed it from our foods and our 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 energy system because it was a stimulant to spiritual awakening mm. um, and because it was giving connection. Why else would these fireplaces be so adorned with beautiful angels and all of these things uh, when they were built to house a radium heater, right? So there's, there's something about radiation being kind of a catalyst or a key to uh, awakening or, or, Interesting. or, mm -hmm. or spirit uh, anyway. Um, yeah. And I mean, it makes sense when you think about what is radiation, it's light. What are we? We're light. So mm -hmm. if you have a sympathy there, then, then it would 
function like that. So, you know, looking back, it makes sense to me that that experience happened, but in the moment, holy shit, dude, <laughs> I was blown away. I really was not sure what was happening. Um, I mean, I, uh, they told me it was going to feel like I had peed myself and no, it's like, I, I peed my freaking consciousness out into the universe <laughs> and then it shot back into me and it was, it was weird. And, uh, so yeah, similar to that, that falling asleep kind of aspect. Yeah. But, um, Man, yeah, and let's see, two and a half, three months ago, it'll be about, yeah, about three moons ago when I started looking at at tarot and at the Kabbalah, the Tree of Life, the different paths, started recognizing that there are different paths that I've already traveled, um, different ways of growth, right? Because each mm -hmm. path is like a different way of growth. And, um, and, and they're all beautiful. I don't have them pulled up. Folks can go and look at that website I mentioned earlier. It's like gatesoflight.org or something. Pretty comprehensive. It outlines all of what the color symbolism is in tarot, um, in many tarot decks anyway. They're all different, which is also incredible. Um, when I went to go and pick mine up, I, I was just going to the mall with my kid just for the sake of getting out, right? Like doing something. We went to the mall and I'm like, let me stop in over here. Uh, he had just gotten his ears pierced. So we were going to like stop in Hot Topic and grab him some some earrings. And um, that was a huge step also, by the way, for folks that are out there and have kids and have these milestone experiences. Um, it's just a beautiful thing. Like when you see this kid <laughs> is shitting bricks, like just absolutely like just wound up. He wouldn't, I bought the needles. I bought everything. I used to do body piercings. I know how to, you know, I can, can handle it. And uh, I got the needles and he's like, nope, not doing it, dad. <laughs> and, and I was like, look, it's easy. I just did it to myself. And he's like, no, I'm not doing it, dad. And I was like, okay, let's go to the mall. We went up to the mall and uh, you know, I'm just, this is right about the time I'm beginning to have some real reaction from my meditation and from my spiritual understanding to where I'm kind of in it all the time. And it's a super beautiful place to be. And um I had, I guess, finally let go of the fear uh, of, of, do I deserve this kind of thing? Mm -hmm. um, do I deserve this beauty, this just profound exuberance that is me? Like, whoa, you know, like, yeah, that's not something we're taught to deal with. And through looking into tarot and looking into the Kabbalah, the tree of life, this was all on the tail end of getting a tapestry for my bedroom that has the tree of life on it. So everything kind of lined up step by step, little by little, we've got that tapestry. I'm sitting in there meditating with, you know, my, my crystals and, and things and, and my plants and a uh, recent addition is a brown candle that, that keeps me grounded, which, you know, was awesome to pick up. And uh, so I've got those and uh, I've got my grounding pad. So everything step by step first was the grounding pad, you know, then was, uh, yeah, then was crystals. So so we take these steps and each thing uh, that I purchased, purchased, I chased these with, you know, whatever my purr is, my purse, right? So I chase these things with my purse, which is my intention. So that's what you're purchasing. You're extending your intention through your money, right? For something. Mm -hmm. Went to the crystal shop, spent 50 bucks. I am now financially and emotionally invested in said pieces of stone. <laughs> same right. thing with the grounding pad um mm -hmm. i have one grounded outlet in my entire house so it's in my living room so i now have a big empty space around my grounding pad in my living room uh where we don't watch tv or anything we watch it over here in the side which is mm -hmm. kind of the dining room so it's like a little theater area and i've got that open space for whatever if i decide i need to do a dance 
you know, whatever I feel like, <laughs> yeah. and it's always different. So it's not like yeah. anything that I've been taught. It's not like anything that, I mean, there are pieces of things that I've seen and heard from all walks of life, uh, all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. um, however, I'm starting to recognize that ritual is very powerful. There's yeah. a reason these tribes dance for hours. There's a reason that, you know, uh, practitioners take the time to clear their emotions, their thoughts through ritual. It's the acting of the knowing, right? So that we can feel that. Uh, yeah, so we got to turn all three lights on, you know, yeah. yeah Otherwise yeah. nothing works. Um, so Mind, through body, spirit, right. Through all these, through all these little portals, through my grounding path, through my crystals, my purchasing of these things, giving my intention to the world saying, this is something I want in my life. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and so a lot of people probably out there are sitting on the fence about making a purchase of a crystal or something, something beautiful they've seen that's like a hundred dollars or something like that. Like, listen, if you see something and it's beautiful and it speaks to you, get it. Like, yeah, you're right. never going to regret that. You're never right. going to regret it. You might look at yourself like you're crazy for a day or two until you, <laughs> you continually look over and you're like, oh, that, that soothes my heart. Yeah. You know what I mean? That just makes me whole. Like simple little things. You got a little cactus, right? And this little cactus, I look down on it from above and it reminds me of so many different shapes. It's got like the tetrahedron built into it. You know, it's got so many different shapes, yeah. the vortices. I'm just like, wow, this thing is amazing. And so little things, I've seen that and I'm like, I don't even care what it costs. Give me that. You know, yeah. I see this money tree and it's all woven together and braided. And I'm like, oh, dude, give me that. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I need that in my life. And, and through those things, uh, the intention builds and builds. Mm -hmm. And then you get to a point and it's super beautiful. And I, again, I used to think I wasn't deserving. Uh, and now I see that it is reserved for me. Mm. Right. So, so that's, uh, that's also a struggle that word deserve, like, listen, just throw that away. Yeah. Just throw that word away. Everything out there, all possibilities are reserved for you. Mm. Are you going to take them or not? That's a great way to look at it. Yeah, man. And this is just one other thing I wanted to run by you too, because this is something we've just adopted into our life is we're giving up the calendar. Like we still have, obviously have to follow it for things, but like we were just talking and do you want to explain a little more? Like we're not celebrating the new year on yeah. the new years anymore. We're celebrating it in spring. Yeah. Cause that is the new year. That is the new regrowth. That is that's awesome. That, that's when everything comes to life, you know? Yeah. Right. I, yeah, I, the, I've the always spring struggled. Yes. Right. I've always struggled with celebrating the new year. It's right in the middle of winter when everything's very weird. And right. <laughs> and I'm like, what am I celebrating? Uh, right. Okay. <laughs> with the beginning of the calendar year, like tax, like get like, what, what are we celebrating? The fiscal here? year. Yeah, yeah. The fiscal yeah. year. It's yeah, not resonating exactly. with me in my soul. So yeah, I've decided that we're, well, and then Nico is going to join. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that um, it's more uh, meaningful to celebrate it when Mother Nature, right, provides life. Absolutely, I I love that. I love that so much. I mean, I, I've known in my, you know, in the background that these holidays they don't do anything for me and they haven't for a long time. I haven't celebrated like a birthday. I mean, there are things I do for my son. He's, he's young and it still has to make these decisions on his own. So I'm, I'm letting him go through the, the simulation. I'm letting him go through the process, the, 
format laid out you know i'm letting him find his way through this world same as i did meanwhile knowing that he's seeing and absorbing everything that i'm doing also mm-hmm. right so so i'm just letting him absorb that and yeah. he's he's become so much happier and like on christmas what did we do i don't think we did anything right so so you know what i mean I, i'm with that i'm completely with that there's no I mean, listen, like if a day it feels like being celebrated, freaking celebrated. If it feels like a day you need off, then take that day off. And like, we're so conditioned to operate by that grid, yeah. like that calendar mm-hmm. grid. And that's, that's all any of it is. And, you know, you, you look at your calendar, you, you circle days that are important and you cross days off that have passed. So like you're, mm-hmm. you're creating a form of magic by just engaging in that, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? Um, ticking things off your little list on your Google calendar, putting things on your, I'm not a big fan. Like, honestly, I don't even know if I stored our meeting today because I had faith that you guys would reach out to me. So Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't, you know what I mean? I knew that we would get it and I knew today was going to be epic and awesome. And uh, man, is it ever. So I'm speaking with you guys. I'll speak with Jake later. And um, I've got some stuff for, for him. And, uh, but like before I let you guys know, uh, let you guys go or before we wrap up or whatever's going to happen mm-hmm. here in a little bit. Uh, I had a question for you both. Have you had experience with uh, what I'm learning to understand is the Akashic record or it's like this source of insight, inspiration and knowledge that is not outside of us. It's not in an astral plane projected out there like many books like to talk about but it's kind of like within have you guys had any experiences where you're just meditating and something that's engaging to you just flows in and and like just makes itself known and like (laughs) like if you've had any that you can recall off the top of your head i would love to hear just even one of those yeah for sure we have um so for me, like, I'll just get like a random knowing of something. I'm going to try to like, it's hard to explain because no, go ahead, go the situation. Ahead, exactly. How, I, I'm getting what you're saying. And I'm sure there'll be others out there, but just as, to the best of your ability to relate to right. words in our broken ass language. <laughs> right. So <laughs> what you can kind of pertaining to like the situation we've been in for the last two years, I just would get like a knowing like this is going to happen today and everything's going to be fine. Like I just saw it play out. And then it played out the way it was supposed to, you know what I mean? And it's like, and you struggle with that. It's like, did I will that into existence? Did I get that from an outside source? Did I see, you know, is it coming from the 5g tower down the street is, is a very common one for me. (laughs) Well, it used to Mm -hmm. be, it's not so much anymore, but like, is this getting beamed in? Is this getting beamed in from outside? (laughs) Like what's going on here? And that's where you got to keep that ego check a little bit. Cause then you can start going like, I can see the future and I can, (laughs) it's like, no, like, but just even little subtle things. Like I just, yeah. So I don't know necessarily know if that's the Akashic record, but right. Well, how about another example? Like I've been starting to make orgone devices and things like that. And I started, I just had this knowing, like if I put these certain things and then you look, you look it up and you find it and it's like, Oh, I was doing this right intuitively. Like, Mm -hmm. or I did something correct intuitively and I'm trying to think of a specific example, but it, it, they're so minute sometimes, but right. Right. But when he's, when he's cooking, right. I would say when he's cooking specifically making soup, I know that might sound so stupid. No, no, it's, 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 it's alchemy. It's all beautiful. It's, it's so incredible. The, the amount of alchemy we perform without knowing it. And 
I guess what I'm driving at is like, and, and that term Akashic record is loaded, super mm-hmm. loaded based on the society's understanding yeah. of it. And, and that was the thing I struggled with a lot. I've, I've read books mm-hmm. on it. It never resonated with me a hundred percent until I, I came to realize in this, like, really, honestly, it wasn't even until like this morning that, mm-hmm. um, and, and it was through many different meditations, uh, meditating on shapes, meditating on feelings, um, different things, and, and being able to put all of those together um, piece by piece until uh, actually this morning, they, they came together in a sense where I was reassured that mm-hmm. intuition mm-hmm. In, in all shapes and forms is Akasha, mm-hmm. right? And this is the name I've been looking for. And this is something that i can use to refer to that thing right like like and and so it was just incredibly beautiful um i try to have a meditation when i wake up in the morning and then one before bed uh, at least oftentimes i find myself meditating as i'm cooking like you're saying or you know i'm just reaching into my intuition pulling stuff down through this this thread um turns out there's like so many reasons i called my podcast the red thread podcast that are only now becoming relevant and real to me that mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay. Like, because red is the color of action, right? Mm-hmm. Red is the, red is the color of doing, right? Yeah. And, and what is everything tied together with? Action. Everything is mm-hmm. moving. So the red thread inevitably ties everything together. Yeah. And so I'm like, I was just like, oh, this is just the red thread of knowledge. Like you see, you know, when people are solving a crime on their crime board and they've got this red thread going from one crime scene to another like that was the initial thought so very artificial kind of 3d thought Mm. that that has since turned into something so much more profound and i wasn't asked what i meant by that until yesterday and it's weird it's weird how that stuff happens but i completely get that it's it's hard to say like listen i shut my eyes and i'm in a library (laughs) because Mm -hmm. it's not really like that you know right it's not really like you're walking into somewhere like like we're told it is right it's just like you'll be doing something either mundane or you're just kind of in that headspace where thoughts are floating around and all of a sudden it's like this idea just hit me it's like oh i know that now like yeah it's like now like like neo in the matrix right i know kung fu right Right. but now it's like now i have to prove uh, like now I need to find, like you said, that reassurance or like, I know this to be true. Where's the proof now to outwardly. Show- right. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's is and it, we want to admit and believe that that's a bad habit, right? Like mm-hmm. I really want to believe that my necessity, my need to outwardly. Absorb- right. It's like for gratification from others or something like, uh, right, so other right. people so will it believe seems me. like a sin. Yeah. It seems like a negative thing, but like, I'm coming to realize that, that it's, it's all one and this is like where the beauty of unity consciousness comes in um which i think is where humanity's headed whether they want to admit it to themselves or not at this point i I think we are headed back to a very beautiful thing and you know like we were talking about in the beginning um it is incredibly unfortunate and i'm incredibly heartbroken for those who were not wanting to step on this road with us with Mm -hmm. with a lot of us and it's hard to say these words without feeling a bit of ego want to pop in. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that that's important also to keep that ego in check. Like you're saying about thinking that you can predict the future. I've had so many little mundane things that have happened just 
weird, right? Like one day I'm cooking something in my kitchen and this is just something so simple and small and strange. And I'm cooking and I was about to turn around and grab something and I smelled a stink bug. There are little beetles that are prevalent mm -hmm. in the Midwest and everywhere. Uh, folks that don't know, they smell like super Peanut strong butter. celery. Yeah. 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 There you go. It's funny that you yeah. said peanut butter and I said celery. And those are yeah. like a paired thing, dude. That's mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so crazy. We get them all the time here. Yeah, we just we found do. one like a couple of weeks ago. We we're like, he's been surviving in our house. Dude, I had last... one up on my ceiling fucking yesterday that has been yeah. in my house for for the last two months. All right. Mm -hmm. Like, and this Forever. is the same one. This is the same one that I I I had this notion. This I smelled it. Yeah. Right. I smelled it. But listen, people out there, stink bugs don't excrete unless they're threatened, all right? And I smelled it, and then I turned around, and I went to grab something off of this table that lies over here, and I grabbed it off the table, and I looked in my house plant, and there's a stink bug sleeping in there. I'm like, I'm like, oh, whoa, that was weird, right? And I'm like, okay, like, did he? And then this is where that thought comes in. Did I just? Did I just make that happen? Right. <laughs> or, or like, or like, right. did that just? Did I just know it? Like. But I knew that I just knew it. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it happens often when I'm driving. I'm driving to work at four in the morning. Um, I'll get a feeling. I used to misinterpret it as an oncoming panic attack. Mm. But but really, it's spirit getting my attention, saying, pay attention, pay attention mm -hmm. outwardly. Stop mm -hmm. your meditation. You're driving, you know, yeah. pay attention outwardly. Yeah. And, and driving is one of my favorite times to meditate. It just mm -hmm. flows. It flows beautifully with the road flowing by. It's incredible incredible yeah. i drive a relatively straight line to and from work so mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm i'm allowed to do that so <laughs> but um yeah dude there's times where that feeling that my stomach will sink and i'm like what is this and it wasn't until i stopped mm, medicating really uh mm -hmm. you know it, almost at all uh especially in the mornings before drives um, I mean, I, I use like hemp products sometimes because they, they're helpful. They're helpful to relax and this and that. So I'm not trying to be that guy that's like, yes, and you got to be like stone cold sober. If you're going to go down this spiritual path, guys, like blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, listen, you have tools in your toolbox. It depends on how you use them. Yeah. Right? What intention right. you're going to use, what you're connecting with, like within or outside of yourself, however you look at it. But, um, and I'll be driving. I'll get that feeling in my stomach. And then there'll be like it's usually only a minute to three minutes before it happens. Mm -hmm. I, I haven't stretched it out to where like, listen, I know it's going to happen tomorrow, dude. Like, no, it's mm -hmm. not like that. It's like something's up now. Like something is yeah. going to happen like almost immediately now. And, and if I was still over medicating or drinking or any of these things, um, overdoing the caffeine, even in the morning, I would mm -hmm. misinterpret that, especially the caffeine. Like if I have more than a cup of coffee in the morning, I'll misinterpret that as a panic attack and I will set myself into a panic attack. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Instead of you will that panic attack right. into existence. Right, yeah. right. And and so you're you're constantly creating. And anyway, it's always a deer on the side of the road, mm -hmm. or you know, you're gonna run over a you know, dead carcass of something because it's the Midwest. There's things in the road everywhere, like animals creatures mm -hmm. and uh you know i always feel a little bit of remorse when i drive by them and see them or whatever you know, i'll either feel remorse or i'll be like dang why couldn't i have hit that and put that in the back of my car and took it home and butchered it but you know <laughs> there's that's the whole like you know uh homesteading mindset i guess that i'm i'm working on for my future which is another really cool thing uh you know we're, yeah. we're creating our futures right now oh yeah and yeah. like 
when I first started waking up, I used to, I, I had this like impending doom as if I were dying thing. Right. And I think a lot of people go through that. Like mm -hmm. this is, this is so much, this is so profound. There's so much love, so much intensity and beauty that I must be on my last legs. I must yeah. be, <laughs> I must be about to die, you know, right. because like, you why else would I lot. be, I why else would I have time. this all just dis being disclosed to me or being brought through me unless time. this is mm -hmm. the last hurrah, you know, this is yes. the, final, the grand finale. I always think, and it's every month. I think this yeah. So for the last three months, I'm like, this is the grand finale. I've got a brain tumor, like in that movie phenomenon. Yes. Right. With John Travolta, yeah. where he freaking gets a brain tumor and he can move things with his mind. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm moving things with my mind. This I just it. I in, I invented a stink bug in the corner. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is it. I'm going out. <laughs> I do that all the time when I feel like intense love, you know, it's like, <laughs> oh, my God, I love my kids so much. And I love Nico so much. I, everything's so bright, beautiful. I'm like, I'm going to die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's I'm like, glad. you do this all the time. No, you're not the only one. I'm like, this is the end. Right. Yeah. And it, that that in itself is like, I don't know if it's a limiting belief or if it's like, just, I think it's the like conditioning said, of some, yeah, like, some, just, some, some not be, like just embracing that moment. And I've noticed like for me, if I get into a, like an intense moment where I'm just fully in that moment. And then you step away. It's like, oh, I don't deserve. Like you know what I mean. Like I think it's the the not deserving. Yeah, still right. that. you got to remove that word. And I you got to remove that word. Yes, yeah, you got to get rid of that word. It's it's a loaded word. Um, it is. You, you if you are serving, you are reserving yeah. servitude for yourself. Okay, mm -hmm. you, there's no deserving. Right. Deserving is a negative connotation. You just mm -hmm. got to do away with it. You got to do away with it. And mm -hmm. um, and and de anything destructing is unconstructing it's mm -hmm. not you know you're not breaking something if you have to decomposing anything yeah. right right and and it's it's the opposite of composed that doesn't mean that it's dark uh it just is a natural wave pattern right yes. and this mm -hmm. is where like a lot of that electromagnetic studies kind of comes in and gives me the outward verification for what's mm -hmm. going on within me the way that ener i feel energy flowing when i'm in a zen state or when i'm in a you know synchronistic state um, it all has to do with wave patterns and waveforms. And so the logical side of my brain is processing a lot of that as I'm having this physical, emotional, like kind of experience. Yeah. And it's always wanting to know the reason why. So I had to go into Tartaria studies, free energy, toroid mathematics, you know, um, sacred geometry, all of these things that your logical mind needs that yeah. so that you can justify what is your experience is. And a habit I had gotten into was believing that my waveform was only traveling this way, like, like this along mm -hmm. the same path. But once I started to find out that I'm literally raising my vibration, much like you guys, we've, we've all understood we are raising your waveform doesn't sit on a plateau like this. It's going up. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have lows, but guess what? Each low you get to, as long as you keep progressing, is going to be higher than the last low. Right. So you're you, that, that I'm dying feeling becomes a little less. I'm dying a little more. I'm living each yeah, time, right. each yeah. time you hit that, yeah. that crest in that waveform. But it is important though, to understand that that's kind of a law. Um, yeah. If you, and I've noticed that, that you don't the... deserve or you're undeserving yeah. of something, you are changing the tonality of your waveform. When yeah. you believe and understand 
that's what like manifestation workshops teach and all this. So going over a thought several times, affirmation is tuning. Mm -hmm. Everything is tuning. Everything is tuning your waveform, your trajectory. And based on what your thoughts are combined with your feelings, uh, dictates what trajectory your will is going to take. Like you've ever seen Donnie Darko where he's got, he's got that blob that comes out of his belly and and he sees Mm -hmm. everybody else having the same thing and it moves Mm -hmm. in front of them. And that's their will. He's saying the will and many of us in these practices are beginning to see that not in a literal sense, like Donnie Darko did, Yeah, but still also, and this is why we get the feeling that we're dying or we're dead already because We've all seen Donnie Darko and guess what? He's fucking dead the whole time. Right. So, so like we're conditioned through these understandings to believe that we're dead instead of living. Therefore give no credence to the beauty that is, mm-hmm. you know, and, and not allow ourselves the opportunity to ascend. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, or lift yeah. up. And yeah. that's where like the paranormal ties in a lot of it too. Like I used to be so freaked out when like something weird would happen and it just, but now it's just like, just go with the flow. Like we're just seeing something at a different frequency. We're yeah. just moving, like you said, upward towards it. So yes, the paranormal stuff happens more, but it's not as, it, 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 maybe it's a form of conditioning too, but it's like, it's not as drastic anymore. It's like, now I just notice these weird synchronicities right? and I just live with them. I flow with it. Like that. Yeah. That's instead of fighting it, like, uh, right. like, like just splashing around when you're trying to swim, it doesn't work. You have to have a rhythm and emotion. That, exactly. that works with the water to give you that lift to keep you above right. <laughs> so, right. exactly it's true incredible but, yeah absolutely yeah, incredible nice. dude <laughs> yeah so i love it man that's so much stuff that that i've uh really really felt compelled to extend and i'm so glad to have had you guys to extend these thoughts and these emotions and these understandings to and uh man i i can't even extend enough love right now to you both and to uh, to everybody out there like listen all you guys like if you're having a tough time like you can and will get through it if mm-hmm. and, and i like to tell people sometimes if you're listening to this you're on the right path right yeah. because mm-hmm. there's a lot of folks out there that would have turned this shit off already yeah exactly <laughs> you know and there's a lot and and unfortunately this isn't for those people and that's okay mm-hmm. i'm learning to to live with that's okay you know mm-hmm. the the i'm not for everybody Right? And that's the beauty of podcasting. It's like, it might not be for you right now, but my podcast is going to be out there. So, you know, in six months when you have an experience or whatever, and you want to go back and revisit this conversation, maybe things will start clicking. And that, yeah, that's, yeah. Or you, or cool... you have a weird, like remembering or understanding or experience of your like deceased loved one. Then you can call Nico and be like, listen, Nico, I had that experience I've been hearing all about on Upstate Unconventional and I want to spot on and and like, then that'll happen. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's what's crazy is like, just the thinking of this just now, most likely set up intention for somebody to have that experience and call you. So it's an incredible thing. And and if it doesn't happen tomorrow, that's fine. It'll happen next year or the year after. Um, I mean, I've had so many experiences like that, that I couldn't have anticipated but I said something similar to that before and like something pops up and it's like someone to reach out to you. And then, the, mm-hmm. you know, or like I reach out to you, like we get together and dude, these things are so amazing. Everything is woven so finely that, mm-hmm. you know, like last, but certainly, certainly not least 
there definitely is an intelligent design to everything and it is beyond intelligent this mm -hmm. this shit is epic everybody right. and uh you know if you're still tuned in this far into the episode you are on an epic path and an, ep and an epic journey i'm so glad to have been able to express these thoughts to everybody out there and so stoked to just be a part of this man to be a part of this wave right like I see why all the hippies were so stoked to be a part of the love wave of the sixties. I get mm -hmm. it now, you mm -hmm. know, woo woo is okay with me at this point. Like yeah. it takes some doing, but you know, we, we all get there at a certain <laughs> point and, and there Just, are milestones and, and they're incredible. Absolutely yeah. incredible. And going off Donnie Darko, they say there's two emotions. There's love and fear. Don't live in the fear. That's, That's going to be my closing words here. Just, embrace even if you don't fully understand what love is and i still don't fully understand Dude, it fake it till you make it love makes <laughs> right. me cry more now than than i'd ever anticipated it uh hate would make me cry yeah. so but but it's it's a different cry man it's a, it's a different oh yeah oh and it's always changing it's always different and mm -hmm. i'm really grateful for that difference and that change mm -hmm. um, otherwise i would feel stagnant yeah. And I think that my guides understand that. I know that they yes. understand that. They they understand the tonality that I need to be at in any given moment. So mm -hmm. yes, a lot of this living in love thing. And it's interesting. I've been saying live in love to people since probably 2009 when I had a near-death experience. And I I was faking it, guys, back then. Mm -hmm. I was faking it. Okay. I knew that I wanted that to be a part of my credo, but I didn't understand what it meant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, fast forward 13 years later, you know, oddly enough, 13 years, right? So fast forward that many years later, and uh I'm beginning to get a handle on what that means. Mm -hmm. And um, so patience, once again, love and patience, you know serve somebody yeah. something beautiful around you and and it comes back to you and it's just amazing and it's it's a law it's more of a law than anything you're going to find written in any book uh live in love everybody and yeah. much love to you all out there and uh so i wish probably just wrap up with plugs shameless plugs <laughs> yeah so this is swapcast so obviously if you're hearing it on our feed you know where to find us but for randy's people we're upstate unconventional we're on all the platforms uh, you can follow us on Instagram, Upstate Unconventional, uh, or Upstate underscore Unconventional, and Rosie's at... Uh, Rosie.Quartz underscore. Mm -hmm. so. Epic. Much love, guys. And for everybody out there on the Upstate feed, my name is Random Randy. You can just call me Randy. And I am at the Red Thread Podcast. So you can find me just about everywhere podcasts are available. And uh, I've got a YouTube channel up, too, that's got a lot of my hidden history and kind of stolen history, you know, web dives and things like that on there. Um, I try to keep the uh, spiritual stuff just on the podcast line. It's for a more reserved audience, I suppose. So this will probably just go up on the podcast line for now. Um, but yeah, go check it out. Uh, Random Fracts and uh, just think fractal. You'll figure it out. I'm on Instagram also at Random Fracts and it's the same on the YouTube. So much love everybody out there. And thank you guys so very much. This has yeah. been just a beautiful day off. I'm so glad to have been able to exercise all of these experiences uh, with you both. Awesome. Roll, man. Thank it you so awesome. much. Thank you for coming on, dude. Yeah.